Hey, welcome to The Forgiving Path. I'm Dr. Bill Sinyard. Uh, you should know we're also running this testimony podcast in parallel on all three of uh, my podcasts. That's uh, The Gospel Rant, Forgiving Path, and Haven't Heard That Before. So you may be hearing it a lot. You may be hearing it on one or two or even three of the channels, and good on you. Uh, so just welcome. Today, we're going to hear from a person who recently did The Forgiving Path, and listen, like all the testimonies we've heard, it's gratifying to hear how The Forgiving Path, forgivingpath.com, is actually helping real people in the real world with real problems out, out there. And it's being used by social workers and pastors and counselors as a very powerful tool in their toolkit. And you should know we have purposely designed The Forgiving Path to work alongside of whatever your counseling philosophy or approach might be. And and our hope and our belief is that your clients will thank you after this. Well, without any further ado, here is the testimony. My name is Michelle. Um, I grew up in a small town in northwest Iowa. I was born to a mom and dad, obviously like everybody else, and have four brothers and two sisters. And um, Grew up in going to a, an extremely legalistic church. Um, it was very difficult, to say the least. I um, grew up thinking that it was uh, going to be impossible for me to ever enter heaven. And um, that stayed with me for a long time into my years. Um, but when I was about 13 or 14 years old, um, I was sexually abused and it was a member of my own family that this happened with. And um, I hid that, right, because it's shameful. Um, I hid it for years and years and um, didn't want to think about it, but always struggled being around this person. Um, just the, the, even sometimes the smell um, or just the way he talked um, would just put me on edge. And close family. Close family. Very close family. Yep. Um, uh, I finally started doing some counseling, um, when I was about 20, um, years old. So it was about 10 years old at that, at that point. Um, finally, for the first time, I was able to talk a little bit about it and thought at that time that I had done some forgiving and, um, throughout the years kind of life happens and, and I got married and had a couple kids and, um, that was always still there. Uh, however, um, always in the back of my head, always in the back of my mind, still when I run across him, um, just sitting next to him would, would make my stomach turn. And, um, but not really giving, um, giving that life, um, hiding it in the dark and, and uh, pretending it's not there. So I confronted him. Um, when I was 20, I had written a letter to him, and um, he was 24 at the time, so fairly young, um, but well aware of, of what had happened and, and what was wrong with that. Um, and I, I told him that I forgave him, and he apologized to me, um, which, I again, I thought it was going to fix things, and it was, you know, over and done. Um, but it continued to live inside of me. So going through the forgiving path, I think when I, when I first started, I didn't know what exactly to expect for sure. Um, but 
as I went through the stations, I could feel myself going back to when I was 12, 13. Um, and I felt, I felt what she felt at 13. And um, I had never given myself room or permission to feel what I felt then. Um, I was, it, it was embarrassing, it was humiliating, and I didn't want to think about it. Um, but going through this, it allowed me to, um, to just go back there for a little while and feel what she felt. And um, then getting to the spot where you're in the, in the um, courtroom and Jesus is sitting there as the judge and he asked me, what, what can we do to um, fix this, right? What, what does he deserve? And I wrote these things out and I said them out loud. And I said, you know, I, I want a million dollars for sure. Um, but I want him to be publicly humiliated. I want him to be publicly humiliated, and I want him to not have a good life, and I want him to not have a good family, and I want him to have a good business, and I, I just want him to lose everything. And allowing myself to say those things somehow uh, gave me power over, the, over, over it. And... Um, so I told those things to Jesus, right, the judge, and he, um, he looks at me and he says, I'll take that. And um, I was a little bit angry at first because um, that's not fair. Jesus didn't do it. He shouldn't have to take that punishment. But in um, continuing to think about it, I think about my own life and the mistakes that I've made, and um, the forgiveness that Jesus has shown me. And it just brought it full circle and um, allowed me to see that, that Jesus was willing to take that for me. And that was good. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And um, I've never felt this peaceful about the whole situation in all my life. Um, my, um, the person that... that that this involved, I guess the person that this involved, um, I no longer feel uncomfortable being around. Um, my heart just feels full and, and full of joy because I never, I never thought it would go away. Yeah. Were you told then that you just need to choose to forgive and you just need to work harder at forgiving? Is that what you were told as by a counselor? Yep. Yep. I was, it was, um, first of all, I needed to talk about it, right? And I needed to get it out in the open. And then um, by writing a letter or confronting him, um, that would um, somehow fix it. And he did apologize. He did. Well, did he have another choice at that point? And in your legalistic church, I imagine you were told, again, Jesus says you need to do this 70 times 7. So what's wrong with you? You should have done it. Right. You should have forgiven. Right. And it's over and it's done. And it's over and it's done. He said he was sorry. Right. Yeah. And you're going, but something's wrong with me because I'm not free. Mm-hmm. Yep. No freedom. Were you just thinking at that point in time, I'm messed up, I'm done? 
Absolutely. I have gone through lots of um, messy stuff in my life, um, divorce and mm. um, just being in addiction, um, struggling mm-hmm. with that. Uh, five years um, in recovery with that. I mean, I think it took me a while to get to the point where I would be willing to go through this and, and, and allow myself to feel these things. Were you surprised when you started going through it that it was actually resonating with you? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because um, I, did, I, I didn't expect that. I right. mean, it was just another one of those things that... Gimmick. Yeah, right. I'm, I've forgiven him. How is this going to be any different than anything yeah. else? I get so, that. Yeah. Uh, station number four is the letter to you from God. Mm. I imagine that was shocking to you. Yes. What... Do you, do you recall some of the feelings? You've been through it twice now. I have. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But when you first heard the letter to you from God, did you read it or did you listen to the I th- voice? I think that's what gave me permission to feel. I think that's what led me to be 12 years old again. I think so. I think that's what it was. It was me, it was me being allowed um, because... I, I, I did matter. I do matter. And um, I didn't before. Yeah. And that, that hurt to and that abuser, pain. To the abuser, you didn't yep. matter. Right. You were an object. Right. But to God, you were a person. Yep. And that resonated? It did. So. Your church, I don't know, I don't want to judge any churches, mm-hmm. but they probably wouldn't have said that. No. No, definitely not. It's tragic. It is tragic. I didn't know that there was any opportunity for me to be saved. Um, oh, really? You were at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Is I've screwed up. God's going to say, "Get that fool from out of here." From five years old. From five years old. Mm-hmm. But you kept going to church. You kept being. Oh my goodness! You just submitted yourself to that victimization over yep. and over and over. Yep. You came knowing God, thinking, believing that God was going to eventually reject you. Mm-hmm. Put me in that headspace. What's the point? It was from five years old. I didn't, um, it was impossible. I was taught that um, if you were going to go to heaven, there's only a few that are going to go to heaven, first of all. And um, you have to be special chosen and your life has to completely change, right? Well, all of that? Everything. And I believed it. I believed that from five years old and it was Which ingrained. Which do you mean? Well, I'm screwed. I am screwed. So when I was 12 and 13 years old, and I decided that alcohol made me feel better. It does. Yeah. That began my journey of addiction. You, you said you're sober now? I am. How long? Five years in well, June. super congratulations. Thank you. All right. Uh, you've been through the path twice. What, didn't it fix you the first time? <laughs> um, I don't know if I was in the right frame of mind the first time. You didn't um, think it was going to work? Right, Bitter, I, exactly, resentful, yep, proud. yep, yep, I was uh, planning a, a retreat day, which I try to do um, once or twice a year, um, so I had that planned for the, the remainder of the day after I did it, and um, I think I was looking forward to that, but um, I remember very much um, the stations, going, moving around to the stations, and um, sitting in the dark, and um, the uh, morning station, the morning station that was impactful. Yes. 
Yes, that one was. Did you tear up some paper? I, I did. I actually kind of wished I could burn it because they had candles, but no. Oh, I didn't. no. You had to burn them. Oh, you got to change some things. Yeah. No, so, um, and I, I think I was trying to forgive at that point um, my ex husband, who I am not ready to forgive. Yeah. So, what I have found after 25 years of pastoral counseling is, is take that letter to you from God. Maybe you're doing this, but if not, we're developing habits, yeah? Mm -hmm. Say it twice a day. Mm -hmm. Read it twice a day. You're, uh, how can I put this? You're, you're talking to a critical inner voice, right? That's the dance. Mm -hmm. But you're, it's, it's like they're a lost people group. Yeah. So you're a missionary. And your critical voice is huge. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. The only one I hear. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your dad or your abuser or worse, you. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you can keep saying the letter to you from God, even if you don't feel it at that point, just say it. It's amazing this works. I'm just mm -hmm. shaking my head going, I wish I had thought of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we were fat, dumb, and happy. And just, right? It's just, it's just working. <laughs> and I'm asking people, well, what worked? And this, this is the thing that makes a huge difference. So you've been through it twice. How, uh, for two, two different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how was it the second time through? The second time is when it was impactful for me. Oh, not In, the first time. No, it was the second time. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I wanted to do it a second time because I, I remembered the, the journey through it, but not necessarily what it felt like to go through it. And I, I would never say that the first time didn't make any difference to me because it certainly did. Mm -hmm. um, but the second time is really when, when I mean, my whole world changed. My whole world Describe that. changed. Um, well, again, I'd, I'd never allowed myself to, to feel it. Never allowed myself to say the words out loud. And um, getting permission to do that and to talk in front of a judge and and having that person across the courtroom from you and being able to look at him in your mind and right. say this is what you this is what you did right. this is how you hurt me you were able to do that this is did what you, you vocalized took me i did this is station seven mm -hmm. and eight you vocalized i did good for you yep it was incredible so if you were talking to somebody um who's struggling to forgive, maybe they were victimized, maybe they were abused, could be a divorce, could be betrayal, whatever. In your own words, how would you encourage them? Regular folk. Why would they spend two hours? It's really more than that. It's two hours, ten minutes. I mean, why? why? You, know, you could go see a movie, mm -hmm. you could go to this, whatever, you know. Why, why would they go through this? I've already suggested it to my mom. <laughs> so hopefully um, she will someday have the opportunity to do this too. Um, but I would say um, expect the unexpected completely. Um, I, I never would have expected to walk out of here feeling free. Smiling a little. Free, I mean, and, and having a completely different outlook on this person and understanding that 
Jesus loves him just as much as he loves me. So uh, this is in conjunction with work that you're doing with Amy and counseling. Mm -hmm. Is it fitting in well? Is it, Absolutely. Could you describe yep. that? Because some of the people we're talking to are, are social workers. They've already got a process. They've yep. already got a program. Where does this fit into their toolkit? So um, in my counseling, I did share this with my, with my therapist. And um, she did seem a little standoffish. Like, you can't really, you can't have just forgiven him. It can't be that easy, right? Um, and I left it at that for now. Smart. But I will continue to live into what I know. So, so that your therapist isn't using it for his or her practice? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, I didn't really want to do it. And I... Um, I didn't really know who I was going to try to forgive, right? You didn't? Uh-uh. Heck Because no. you'd already forgiven the person? Right. I've forgiven all these people. It's been, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years away. That's not there anymore. It's not supposed to be there anymore. So I didn't have a reason to do it. It has affected my relationship with him in particular, my abuser. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So, um... Very close family member, so I see him regularly. Yeah. And um, again, it was the, the smell of him, his, yeah. the sound of his voice. Those things would just set me on edge and make me feel sick. And um, I don't have that anymore. Really? I can sit beside him on the couch and, and say, hey, how's life? Mm -hmm. And ask about his business and his family and actually Pretty care. Tough. Yeah, praise God. Yeah. So we measure. It's it's an evidence-based process. Uh, we do a before survey and an after survey. Did you take both of them? I did. And we measure avoidance, benevolence, revenge, and mm. justice. Mm. Which one, do you, do you remember that specific number, but which one were you surprised? Uh, justice. You, justice. For sure. Absolutely. And it, it measured that. You actually yes. experienced justice as part of the process. Do you know how crazy that is? Probably I mean, pretty crazy. Because you didn't really, it really was just a simulated right. liturgical trial before God, before Jesus. Yep, you're right. And you experienced justice. You did, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're not the only one. Is people have experienced justice. Yep. And I, I meet with people who have actually been to human courts mm. and don't experience any justice. And they say that. Yep. Right? I mean, you can just think about the, the George Floyd trial, right? right? Yep. Nobody experienced justice of that. Mm -hmm. But you, in two hours, at least te you're testifying that you experienced justice for something that happened years ago. Yep. Yes. That's remarkable. I mean, yeah, that boggles the mind, doesn't it? But you're still holding to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am. I don't. I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling of sitting in that chair and looking up at the judge and him saying, I got, I got it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Um, again, not, not an expected journey. Um, I, I went into it, you know, not expecting anything. And maybe that's the way to go, is to go into it expecting nothing and then uh, live into that. Live into, be in the journey. Be a part of it because I think the the first time I went through too um, I didn't I wasn't in it I wasn't quite as involved in it and this time it was just like 
I'm all in. I am all in. Yep. If you were to say, so you're going to counseling as well. Mm -hmm. So you're going counseling once a week, once every other week? Once, once a, twice, a, twice a month usually. Twice a month, yep. every other week? Yep. Would this be equivalent to a counseling session, two counseling sessions? I think it's worth, uh, in my life, six months to a year of counseling. I truly believe that. It is so gratifying, like I said, to hear that the forgiving path is that effective. And by the way, we've heard that testimony from the over a thousand Christians who've been through the forgiving path. We can prove it scientifically, it's evidence-based, because we've asked participants to do short entrance and exit surveys, self-evaluation, so we can tell them immediately upon completion where changes are happening according to four scientific metrics. If you want to see the average of that, check out our website, forgivingpath.com. And listen, it's been so helpful for individual participants, so encouraging, so hopeful. Listen, maybe this has encouraged you to take a look at the forgiving path. I hope so. We could all use help forgiving those new or old hurts or wounds or betrayals. We know Jesus says we should forgive. And for most of us, it's been a source of shame that we've struggled to pull that off. Listen, the forgiving path can help a little or a lot. Or maybe, and this is cool, you're thinking about someone else who just might need it right now to help them forgive. We all know those people. Please be good friends to them and pass the podcast link on to them. And you can or they can always check out our website, forgivingpath.com. And if you act before the end of September to sign up, use the coupon code SUMMER2021 and get a 30% discount. We extended the coupon past the end of August because of the demand. So listen, why not act now? And as always, we would love to hear of your experience in The Forgiving Path or The Dance, the-dance.org, if you want to go through that. Please let us know of your experience. And if you have any problems, let me know, bill at gospel-app.com. Well, more testimonies to come, more podcasts to come. Enjoy. Take heart, child of God. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.